Hey, how you doing? This is Wade with Wade for Wireless. And welcome back for another episode of Wade for Wireless with all your wireless updates, news, and information. Just sit back and relax. How you doing, everybody? Hey. Hey, let's take a moment to thank my sponsors. I really appreciate them for sponsoring the show and helping me out. Tower Tracker Pro, TowerTrackerPro.com. For all your closeout package needs, they have a software as a service that will help you get it right the first time at the site. Get it right the first time at the site. It's the software that will allow you to walk through the step-by-step to complete the closeout package and send it back to the office before you leave the site so they can review it one step at a time. Again, Tower Tracker Pro for all your closeout package needs. And also Tower Safety and Instruction. Kathy runs a fine school in the state accredited school out in Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. TowerSafety.com. Reach out to TowerSafety.com and see what training courses they have. They have online courses. They have courses at the school and it's all for all your tower training needs as well as your drone training needs as well as a few other courses that they have, specifically the scope of work course. Don't forget that I have the Wireless Deployment Handbook for LTE, Small Cell, CRAN, and DAS. Make sure you grab a copy of that as soon as you can, all right? Hope you're having a great week. Hope you had a good weekend. Here it is, 2017, still cranking them out. And uh, had a rough weekend. My uh, mother had a stroke. She's 91. She's just about 92 and was a little rough. So today it's going to be a little short, but I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you following along. And I thought I would just take an excerpt from my book, The 5G Deployment Plan, that was just for you guys. Basically, it's my next book coming out, and it's something that I wanted to try to get out to everybody because a lot of questions about 5G. It's very popular right now. Everybody's talking about it. And I there's a lot of questions about it. What is it? And that's why I've been putting out this series of chapters from my book. For one, it gives you an idea what's in the book, obviously. <laughs> I'm pretty proud of it. I spent a long time, I mean, literally about a year putting it together. And it should come out here in the next couple of weeks. It's in editing right now. But enough about that book. Let's talk about an overview on TDD and FDD formats. And again, this is quick. I just wanted you guys to understand there are two formats out there and what the differences are, and it's very high level. So FDD is frequency division duplex. It's something that was commonly used in 3G and well, 2G too, or 2G as well. It's something that the older system used. And the reason was, for one, it's full duplex, which back then we had analog and even digital it just worked better when you had two different channels to speak with. Two different channels, one to transmit, one to receive, one dedicated for the uplink, one dedicated for the downlink. That's why FDD was so popular. That's why in GSM and CDMA, very common, very common. It's was a clean, efficient way for the older technologies to work. However, not all older technologies used that like Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi used TDD. So what is TDD? It's time division duplex. And it's where you have one large piece of spectrum. And basically through frequency hopping, you, you can transmit and receive anywhere in the spectrum. Now, let's talk about pros and cons. If you have a 20 megahertz spectrum, if you have 20 megahertz of spectrum, the bandwidth for FDD, you probably have, well, you probably, you do. You have 10 megahertz of uplink and 10 megahertz of downlink. So your uplink 
is always going to be 10 megahertz and your downlink is always going to be 10 megahertz. But with TDD, TDD, if you have 20 megahertz of spectrum, you can allocate it any way you want. You can even change it. So if you have 20 megahertz, you can have 18 or 19 megahertz of downlink and one megahertz of uplink. You can make it dynamic so you can have it go either way. You're not stuck with just that fixed amount of uplink and fixed amount of bandwidth, uh, fixed amount of downlink. So you can actually play with it a little bit. And that, that's the key. It transmits across the entire band and it receives across the entire band. Whereas FTD is a little different. You know, you have dedicated links. And I have a good link in here put out by Electronic uh, Design, I think it is. Yeah, electronicdesign.com. And they talk about what the difference is between FTD and TDD. And it's, it's really good. It's written by Lou Frenzel, or Fresnel, depends how you look at it. But uh, I, yeah, I really don't know how to pronounce his last name. Sorry, Lou. But anyways, it's a great article. I would highly recommend you read it. I just go into the overview here. But again, TDD, it takes the entire spectrum. You can transmit and receive across the entire spectrum. It's done with, obviously, frequency hopping because that's everything now, frequency hopping, which is more than that. You have QAM. You have 64 QAM, which is quadrature amplitude modulation. And you have way more than that now, but that's what it's getting to. And the interesting thing about the format now is way back when I was in paging, we had something very similar. We worked with 64 QAM as well. We were just bringing it up for the high-speed paging, which was passing high-speed data. Only we had very narrow bandwidth, like 12.5 kilohertz, that we had to pass all our data. So it wasn't like we had the broadband that the cell companies do today. If you wonder what a pager is, <laughs> it's just like we had two-way paging then, which was texting, which now you text, which you do it over the carrier's network. But anyway, I digress. Let's get back to the present, which is currently I'm talking about mostly LTE here, but I'm talking about 4G and 5G because LTE is going to be used in both. Now, granted, they have LTE, LTE advanced. Then you have a lot of different types of LTE, but... As far as TDD and FDD, it isn't just LTE, okay? LTE does have both formats. You have LTE, TDD, and LTE, FDD. So it can use both formats. And the perfect company to show this is Sprint. Sprint has both formats. They use LTE with TDD, which is their old CDMA spectrum. But Sprint has that 2.5 gigahertz spectrum, and they got a huge amount of it. I think they have over 100 megahertz of spectrum. I think it's 120 megahertz of spectrum. I mean, it's incredible how much spectrum they have. And that's TDD. The current limitations for their spectrum right now is the OEMs. They could do a lot with this. That's why I think, I don't know why they went with uh, WiMAX in the beginning, but I think they went with WiMAX because they saw the potential for the spectrum. Now, it wasn't Sprint. It was, uh, it was Zome, and then Zome became Clearwire. And then Clearwire got taken over by Sprint. But they're a good example of who has TDD out there. They have a, in the U.S., in the United States. Now, in China, obviously, I think, it, what is it, China Mobile? They have a ton of uh, TDD spectrum. But the thing about TDD, it was hard to get reliable voice on it. There were delays. There were problems on it. And they just couldn't get it to work the way they wanted to commercially. Now, not a problem. It's working great now. I mean, look at Sprint System. Once they do Volte, they'll be set because they have all that 2.5 spectrum, I think in my opinion, you know, looking at what they have and thinking of the potential, it's amazing. But Sprint's not the only one. Like like I said, your Wi-Fi router in your home is using TDD. That's how it communicates. So if you use voice over IP or voice over Wi-Fi, that's probably how it's working. It's all TDD. 
Okay. Now, note that uh, Wi-Fi's TDD, also Zigbee. Zigbee uses TDD. In fact, most Bluetooth is TDD, if it, if it all isn't. I'm just not as familiar with Bluetooth, but just think how well all of that works. Now, with that, you have a lot of spectrum, and you have pretty much dedicated spectrum for it to work reliably. In other words, if you're in an airport and you have 10 Wi-Fi hotspots, you begin to notice a degradation because it begins to trample on each other if you don't have complete control, which is why the licensed works so well. If you're licensed, you're not going to have anyone tramping on you. You have that dedicated bandwidth right there. Now, I'm bringing this up because when you guys do deployments, it really helps to know what's out there. Why? If you have TDD like Sprint does, you can have a set amount of connectors between the antenna and the radio head. They don't have to be dedicated for uplink or downlink. They just have to be connected. Whereas with FDD, as most of you know who have done almost any work in the U.S., you have both connectors, but you have the uplink, the downlink, and everything. So it's usually twice as many connectors between the radio head and the antenna. Normally, that's what you see. I think T I like TDD because it gives you a lot more options. And quite frankly, it's cool when you have 20 megahertz of bandwidth, you can do anything you want with it. If you want to put 5 megahertz up and 15 megahertz down, you can do that. It's not an issue. The carriers are learning that... Uh, when everything truly becomes a digital IP format, like LTE, remember LTE is supposed to be IT, IP, an IP format end-to-end. -end. The whole idea of that is it won't matter anymore for FTD. I think the thing with FTD, you know, they had dedicated uplink and downlink spectrum really had a lot to do with voice. Now that voice is all IP, it travels over IP network like Volte, it's not going to matter as much. The spectrum can do anything as anything it wants to, or you can do anything you want with any particular type of spectrum, as long as you have the bandwidth and the speed to handle it, and the equipment, of course. And I know I always talk about the wireless side, which that's what this is, but there's also the backhaul side. And a lot of microwave links had dedicated spectrum, FD, but they started converting years ago to TDD, so they could do more in the spectrum, and they could allocate how much uplink and downlink you could have. It just seemed to work better, and it seems to work efficiently. And if the microwave guys can figure it out and drive the price down, I think the OEMs will too. So that's what's going on with TDD and FDD. Again, just to recap, TDD, the whole swath of spectrum, transmits and receives on the entire band with a frequency hopping, and the BTS can transmit and receive on the entire band on every connector. That's how it works. But with FDD... You have a dedicated uplink, and normally the OEM on their radio heads will have the uplink connectors, and they'll have the downlink connectors to the antenna. And the antenna will have two bands in it, separated by a guard band, but one's dedicated for uplink and one's dedicated for downlink. Same way in your phone. Your phone will have, well, your phone probably shares an antenna because phones have very broadband antennas. Transmits, receives, dedicated channels. FDD, frequency division duplex. TDD, time division duplex. So I hope that helps. If you have any questions, let me know. You know how to get a hold of me, uh, wadeforwireless at gmail.com, or leave a comment in the blog, or just email me from the blog. Sign up for my newsletter. I have a Facebook group. Well, I have a Facebook web, what do you call it, a business page, not a group. I do have a group on Facebook called LTE Small Sales DAS and CRAN deployments. Uh, you can look that up on Facebook. But I have a Facebook page. If you could like it, I'd appreciate it. 
It's just Facebook Facebook.com slash Wade for Wireless. All right, everyone. Be smart, be safe, and pay attention. See ya. Mm-hmm.